Hello, everyone. It is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And in this podcast, we talk all about the wife-sharing lifestyle, hot-wifing, cuckolding, and also the interracial aspects of those lifestyles. And today, I have a, a, a very special thing treat for you. Um, there's a couple that I've been talking to uh, who I encountered on Twitter, like many of the couples I interview. Um, and they are a hot-wife couple. So uh, let me take the time to introduce you to A and J. Won't you guys say hello? Hey, how's it going? Hey, how are you? How's everyone? All right. And just to let everyone know, A is the wife and J is her husband. Okay. Correct. So just to kind yeah. of give my my listeners just kind of a, a, a little bit of an understanding, um, quick question. How old are you both? How long have you been married? And how long have you known each other? So, um, I am, A is 33 years old. And J is 35. Okay. And you've been married for how long? Actually, a couple months will be 13 years. Oh, wow. Congratulations. And how long have you, you known each other? Um, a couple months will be 17 years. <laughs> okay. So four years before you got, about four years before you got married. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Okay, so this first question is for you, Jay. It's kind of something that I always like to ask the husbands. What do you Shoot. remember about the first time you ever saw her? Ha. Uh, I thought, uh, basically, the first time I ever saw her, um, I was like, yeah, I've got to marry this, this girl. Can you kind of give us an idea? Was it at a game, a club, a party, just out and about? Yeah. It was actually at a, uh, it was actually, uh, at a church meeting. Okay. Yep. It was actually a church meeting the first time I ever saw her. And yeah, that was the first thing I thought. I was like, yeah, yep. That's, that's it. That's it. Gotta, gotta lock it down. Now, did you have obstacles in your way? Like, was she dating somebody at the time or was she single when you met her? Uh, she was dating at the time. And so how long did you have to wait? <laughs> Only a couple of months before they, before they broke up. But- now, did you have to work to really win her over or was she into you from the very beginning as much as you were into her? Uh, I don't know. I think I'd like to think that she was pretty into it from the time we met. Okay. Uh, a, do you agree with that? Of course. <laughs> you, have to, you have to admit or you have to like understand that um, I was like the sweet, ripe age old of um, 16. <laughs> <laughs> and he was 19 and uh-huh. so yes we were at a church youth event and um we were it was a youth thing and uh, we were doing the whole praise and worship aspect of it and he always explains it that he was worshiping god and then he looked up and then he saw me and he was like, oh, no, no. And he looked away because I was just too beautiful. <laughs> but then he was like, no, it's okay. And then that's when he was like, you know what? I'm going to marry her one day. And we didn't even know each other at all. Oh, wow. And yes, I was I was dating someone. But um, shortly after that trip, he broke up with me. But um, we can share how we all like met and got started in the lifestyle. That's part of it, too. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, fantastic. So... You, you, you knew each other for, for four years and you get married. I'm just kind of curious uh, to ask Jay, 
obviously this podcast is, is about the lifestyle. So I'm just curious before you met her, did you have, I mean, I know you guys said that you met at a church function, so I have an idea. I know what the answer may be, but I still want to ask for the benefit of my listeners. Did you have any kind of sexual past before you met her or was it pretty I much? Did not. Okay. I mean, I, like I obviously, so, uh, porn was a thing that at the time I would have told you I struggled with, um, and just certain things that I thought about. But as far as my sexual history, the only sexual partner I've ever had is my wife. Okay. So when did like the thought of, of being excited at the idea of the woman you love being with someone else. Do you remember the, was it something that you saw in porn or in a magazine? Like how did that thought first pop into your head? So for me, it was, um, so when I was growing up as a teenager, I was, it's like, it was one of those things where I was always like almost more attracted, like inside to the older wives Mm -hmm. that I knew, like, um, so like, yeah, their daughters were cute and, you know, everything. And, and I thought they were, they were, you know, they looked good and everything, but it was always like the older wives that I knew and the moms and all that. So it's like, it's been like, that's like the, the fantasy aspect of it for me mm-hmm. was that. Um, and then when it really like, so, um, when we, when we met and, uh, we had gone out to dinner and I had, you know, we had been talking and like, this is like kind of. Uh, early early on and again you have to understand if you understand like church culture it's like it's very like this sometimes but so um we were talking uh early on in our dating relationship and she had mentioned that she i, I i'm gonna spoil something i guess on her side because i'm assuming you're gonna ask the same questions well similar but you can go ahead so she had, she had mentioned that she was not a virgin. Okay. So, which to me, I was, and that's what I was hoping to have when I got married with somebody who was a virgin also. So I was in a way like, oh man, like it's kind of like not discouraging. It's, it's a weird feeling, but I was like, you know what? It's at that point I made a decision. I was like, it's fine. You know, I'm willing to. We're going to move past it. That was your past. We're going to go past it. It's fine. But the other thing that happened is it like put like it put pictures in my head of her and this guy being together. Right. And I started like getting excited about it. And I was like, what? And that's in my head. I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? Right. It kind of caught you off guard. Yeah. And so it was basically a process of like just feeding off of that. And then like when we would talk, she would tell me about, you know, her past and maybe some experiences that she had. And every time she would tell me about stuff, I would get more and more excited. And so all of these times, and I never told her that I was excited about it. Like I would listen, but I never told her I was excited, never like anything. So it just went on like that until we got married. And then even after we got married, it like, it got stronger and stronger. And I kept trying to figure out what the heck was going on inside of my head until I decided one day, you know what, 
like, and I would like, quote unquote, struggle with it. Like I would just stop thinking about it for like six months and then it would come back and I would stop thinking about it and it would come back. And I'm like, so at one point through the magic of the internet, I just went onto the internet and I typed into a search, search engine. Why do I want to see my wife have sex with another person? And the whole and, world opened up. <laughs> and and legit, a whole a whole new, like as the song, right? A whole new world, like a whole new like <laughs> world opened up to my eyes. And, I'm, and like, I just, like, that was probably five years into our, our marriage. So, so okay, nine, you've so, got to back up some. So nine you years into give, you knowing her. You got to, you got to give people some timelines here. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, that was so. That was five years into our marriage that I looked right. that up. Okay, but, but we okay. So we meet, all right, and uh, we date for four years. From the time we met and the time we got married was four years, and we didn't do anything sexually in those four years together. Okay, until we got married, and so for four years he's hearing stories of my past because I was pretty sexually active, uh, like more oral sex, you know? Right. (laughs) Um, and I obviously did have sex before marriage with my, you know, boyfriend in high school, but for four years we didn't do anything. And he's battling like all of this in his, in his mind, like what's wrong with me? Why am I turned on by this? So then we get married and he's, and I didn't know any of, this at all like I didn't know that he was struggling with this um because he didn't tell me right so then yeah and then it was about five years into it that's when he found google (laughs) and like you said a whole new world opened up and again at this point I um still didn't know anything about what was going on in his brain so you're you're looking at nine years of this madness in his head and then he finally realizes oh my god i'm not the only one mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like, i think oh, i think that was the biggest thing was when i looked at it i it's like two things happened one, one I, my eyes opened to a whole new like subculture of society that right. like literally million, millions of people do this around the world <laughs> and and then uh, and then i was and then the other thing that hit me was the fact that i'm not alone like I'm not the only one. I'm not some crazy person that is the only one who right. enjoys nothing, this. Like, you realize that there wasn't anything I, wrong with you. Right. And I think that was it. Like, because I had always thought that there was something wrong. Like, there's got to be something wrong in my head. And then, like, it opens up. And, like, there's, I realize I'm not alone. There's so many people that do this. And, like, you know, okay, except for a few here and there, like, mostly normal people. Mm-hmm. You would just meet in the in the store or at church or like at the movies or wherever. Like you could see them anywhere and you would never you would most of the time not know any different. Okay, let me let me kind of back up and this is a question for A. I'm just kind of curious because you said there was a nine year period where he was keeping this from you. So I'm just kind of curious. When you found out that he was a virgin and you were not, and you realized that that was something that he had always thought he would have, and then he meets you, and he has to make the decision that, okay, this is not as important to me as I thought it was. I, I care about you enough where I'll move past it. So I'm wondering, did you ever experience any kind of like guilt 
that you couldn't be that for him, that you couldn't, that you hadn't saved yourself for marriage? Did you ever feel any kind of guilt about that? Um, yes, absolutely. Uh, actually, during the first time I had sex, <laughs> I was so guilty about it. Um, legit, like this guy, you know, we're having sex in his bedroom and the only thing going through my head is, oh man, I have to marry him. <laughs> I have to marry this guy one day. Because again, our, our um, upbringing mm-hmm. was very conservative. Um, we both believed that, you know, sex was supposed to be something sacred for marriage only. And that's just what we were taught. And so, of course, you know, like I was going to save myself for my husband as well. And here I am six months into a relationship with this boy in high school and we end up fucking and literally and actually that's a funny story because (laughs) like we put a condom on and the condom broke that night oh wow (laughs) and that like added even more pressure um I did not get pregnant at that time and so but um that was a lot of like guilt. And I remember driving home, bawling my eyes out because I just felt like I did something that God would never like forgive me for. And I'm like, I have to marry this guy one day. So then like a couple months later, you know, he, he breaks up with me. And, um, that's kind of like when I met Jay. And Mm so, but And then about a month after we met is when we had that conversation. You know, he took me out on a date. And uh, at the end of the night, I told him, like, hey, look, I'm not a virgin. And um, that was very hard. And, like, for, for my mindset back then, that was really hard to tell your future husband that you weren't a virgin. And I know it's crazy to think that, you know, that I felt he was going to be my husband, but I just knew it. Like I just knew that we would get married one day, Jay and I. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just, I did, I felt really um, hurt and sad that I couldn't offer that to him. And the man that he is, he was very kind and gracious and he forgave me like legit that night. He was like, he held me and he, and I cried a little bit and he forgave me. And so, but what's, but then like from there, that's when he started like, it like messed with his mind that like, why am I getting turned on by this and, and all of that. But, but yes, to answer your question for sure, there was definitely guilt there. Um, now, had I had the mindset I have now, you know, my past would be a lot different. And I don't think I would have experienced guilt in that aspect mm-hmm. of not being a virgin when I got married. <laughs> so, but again, as a teenager and as has having that upbringing and being taught you only have sex with yourself then you know that did generate a lot of guilt in myself so it sounds like he obviously made it a lot easier uh for you to accept that because he didn't judge you for it and you know accepted you for and loved you for for who you are um did your guilt stop when he accepted you or did you still feel like residual effects even though he wouldn't, you know, like in other words, he, it sounded like he would get you to talk about things because he was enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Even though he was conflicted by it, he was still enjoying it. So were you still feeling guilt when you would tell him these things or had you moved past it by that point? 
Well, it was really um, interesting for us because, you know, all for me, all through middle school, I messed around with guys and always felt guilty. Even when I masturbated, I felt guilty. I always felt um, like I had so much shame in my life. Mm-hmm. And so for years of that um, inner guilt and inner shame that I wasn't supposed to be doing that. And then to be able to have a man that I could share all of that, all of those experiences with that wasn't judging me, that wasn't getting mad at me, you know, and I was able just to let it all out. That kind of helped heal, heal me mm-hmm. um, from, from feeling that all that shame and guilt. And a side note, we shouldn't have shame and guilt for doing things that are completely natural. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Um, but that was just who I was back then and, um, and what I naturally experienced. And so, you know, I, I, it was almost like a great healing process for me to be able to voice all of that to this man that was so caring and forgiving. And, and it's just, you know, later when we share more of our story, um, you'll understand, like, it's so wild that he indulged it because, of the turn on mm-hmm. <laughs> aspect of I didn't know. And so um, I always find that kind of makes me giggle. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Those nine years that you had before you knew how this was affecting him, because we all actually, grew up. And, I'm sorry, go ahead. It, it was actually longer than nine years. Nine years was the mark of when he found out about um, the oh, whole thing. Oh, Google. World. Okay, so nine years, it was nine years before he looked it up. So how long was it before he told you? So then um, after that five-year mark, we, uh, he's diving in to um, anything he can find and on hot wiping. And he comes across this um, form and he starts um, looking around and it was like gold for him because it was real life people sharing their stories. And there was so much information for him to uh, go through. And so it was a few years of him doing that. Well, then he finally decided to start making posts about his story and about me. And at this point, again, I still know nothing. Right. You know, we're uh, the first year of our marriage. Um, after we celebrated a year, I got pregnant with our first kid. And then we just decided to have more after that. And so basically the first eight years of our marriage, I'm popping out babies and focusing on being a mother and just not, you know, our sex life is dwindled. <laughs> and I'm like not in the mood to do really anything like that. And so he's going through what he's going through and I'm going through what I'm going through. But he decided to start making posts because he wanted to eventually bring it up to me. And in the meantime, he, um, you know, our friend who is very near and dear to us, we absolutely love him and adore him right now. We didn't know him at the time, but he had been in the lifestyle for quite some time and he reached out to Jay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's okay. He I took out to Jay. He reached out to Jay and uh, he's, you know, our friend always had a vision of sort of mentoring a couple just starting out. So he took a chance 
And uh, they connected really well and eventually um, switched numbers. And they just kind of chit-chatted and talked. And um, he kind of was like an encouragement, along with a few other people, for my husband to uh, bring it up to me. So at this point, we're um, in our ninth year of marriage. So nine plus four is what, 13. So 13 years of this has gone on in, in Jay's mind. Okay, so hold that thought for one second. So it had been 13 years from you meeting to him finally saying something to you. So what I'm curious about is we're all brought up to believe certain things. And one of those things that we're led to believe growing up is that men are jealous. You know, men don't want to think about their partner with somebody else. So I'm just curious, when you were telling him these things and he would ask you questions about them, did it ever strike you as odd that, okay, why isn't he getting jealous? Because we're led to believe that that's the kind of thing that makes all men jealous. So what went through your mind when you saw that, okay, he's asking me about this and he's reacting to it, but he's not getting angry. He's not getting jealous. Like, did that strike you as, as odd when it was happening? You know, that's like a really great question that I never really um thought about (laughs) like I'm like as you're asking me this right now I'm trying to think I remember sharing a story um of you know a guy I like messed around with and we were in a you know my husband and I were in a swimming pool at this point and I was sharing what I had experienced and I just remember those moments and yeah he didn't get mad he didn't get jealous and I don't think I really like paid attention to it because I just you know I really don't know. That's a really good question. But yeah, no, I didn't really like, it it didn't like strike me as odd, but I guess I I think if I can cut in, I think it kind of went along with, I think it kind of went along with my personality uh, in the sense that I have always been a very non-judgmental person uh, and a very like not jealous person. So I don't think for her, like when she was telling me these things, it didn't really catch her off guard because that kind of fits who I am. Like, so uh, even growing up the way that we did, like I was the one like where other people like, okay, so let's say somebody was doing something quote unquote that they shouldn't have been doing and other people would get up, you know, get upset or other people would be judgmental about this person. I wasn't one of those people. Mm-hmm. so it's like it kind of like my personality was more like i was compassionate towards her i was listening at yeah and selfishly yes i was getting some gratification out of it listening to her stories um but it's like to her i think that's maybe why it didn't hit her so much was because my personality was one right like i displayed already the fact that it's like the, i'm not i wasn't jealous i wasn't judgmental about it and so I think that's probably what put her at ease enough to even be able to talk about it in the first place. Okay. So let me, well, to, let me, hold on. Let me ask Jay, to, to, since you're on it, I don't, I don't want to kind of let you get off of that just yet. As guys, you know, we, we grow up around other guys, whether we're, you know, on teams or in bands or clubs or whatever, like we, we, we socialize and right. we hear our other friends talk and I understand what you're saying, but this is, this is kind of in a category in itself, meaning I know plenty of people who are non-judgmental, 
but the thought of their wife being with somebody else drives them crazy and not in the good way. Um, right. So I get what you're saying that, that it kind of fits your personality, but these two things are kind of exclusive from each other. So what I want to ask you is like, I know what happened with me when, cause as I've said on my podcast, I'm, I'm not just a bull, but I'm also a stag. And so I look back on my life before I got into the lifestyle and I remember not being jealous. And it's not just that you're not jealous. It's that it turns you on, you know, in other words, it's one of those things that you really can't be. It's it's not like there's three phases where it's like, okay, I'm a really jealous guy. Okay. I'm, I'm turned on by it. But then in the middle, there's indifference. The indifferent part, for the most part, it doesn't really exist in this. Either the thought of your wife with somebody else makes you mad or it turns you on. If you're indifferent about right. it, then do you really love that person? You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm just curious. I understand you were, you know, you were saying to yourself, you know, what's wrong with me? Why am I like this? But the whole time you're going through that, you're around your friends and you hear, you know, we hear guys talk. We hear about, you know, how they get upset if their girl is even looking at somebody or talking to somebody, or if a guy is flirting with her. And, you know, sometimes we sit back and we keep our mouths shut because we don't want anybody looking at us. So sometimes we play along or sometimes we just nod our heads or sometimes we just keep quiet. But did you ever feel like, man, I'm not like them, you know, look at how they're reacting to their girl, even thinking about somebody else. And here I am getting my girl to tell me, about these intimate experiences she's had with, with other guys. Like how did that affect you when you realized that not just that you were not getting jealous, but that you were not like your peers because we saw the, we we saw all of them, or at least a lot of them dealing with jealousies and insecurities and things like that. Yeah. I mean, my, my upbringing, I knew I was way different than most of the people that I grew up with just because of my, you know, my upbringing, uh, you know, in the church, it's like the way that I felt, I knew I was like, so most of the time, if anybody would say anything, I would just be quiet. <laughs> I just wouldn't say anything. I do remember, um, I do remember, uh, so. I was still hanging out with a couple of my old, like couple of friends and that were not in church or whatever. And I had met her. Uh, I met a, and we were dating. Um, and I remember one of my buddies, they were t- like, they were talking cause one of them I think had met her. The other one hadn't yet. And so we were all hanging out together and he was like, yeah, they said, Jay's got a new, you know, he's, Jay's got a girlfriend. And one of my buddies, the, the buddy who had met her had said, yeah, man, he's like, I, he, she's like, he's like, yeah, she's so hot, man. I, he's like, I'd give my left nut just to, to, to have a night with her. <laughs> and I laughed, dude. Like, I, like, I was like, I, I couldn't help it. Like I was smiling. I was like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I'm not jealous. <laughs> I'm not upset. Like, I like, if anything, like I didn't like, yeah, go ahead, have at her. Like I didn't do that. Right. But in right. the back of my head, it's like, yeah, like I'd that, like to see like, that. Like in, <laughs> yeah, in my head, I'm like, that'd be that'd be kind of fun. But uh, I didn't, I just didn't say anything at that point. But yeah, like that's kind of like when I knew that, like I was like obviously different than most of the people that I was around. 
Okay. So let's, let's fast forward a little bit. So you finally are about to tell her, you know, she said that you, you know, you went on the site and you started going on forums and you started posting things and interacting people and reading other stories. What was it that finally gave you the courage to tell her? So it wasn't really, so something that gave me the courage, but like, so I had been talking with this one guy and he gave me some kind of pointers on things to do to kind of loosen her up to the idea, like just to, just to see how she would take it. And so I would bring up certain discussions or certain topics or certain things and I would hint at it. Can you give us an example? Uh, but, so like, um, okay. So one thing I started doing is if we were out, let's say we're out at the mall or something. Mm -hmm. And I knew obviously guys can see guys in their eyes and stuff like it's very obvious what guys do when they look at women. Right. And so I would like if I saw a guy checking her out, I would tell her. I would say, well, like it wouldn't be maybe right then, maybe be later or, you know, what, depending on the timing. But I would tell her that a guy was checking her out. And I did that to judge, kind of gauge how she would, how she was and how she would take it. And she wouldn't, you know, sometimes she would be put off, you know, not put off, like she wouldn't be upset by it, but other times, like she would take it better sometimes than others. So it's like, I kind of was gauging that step, but what really kind of getting into this part of it, what pushed me to really bring it up to her was I was talking to another guy uh, from that forum and he was also in the church and he was like, look, and I, you know, it'd been a while. I had been on the forum for, for quite a while at that point. And I had been talking to this guy ever since, you know, for, for, a, for a, quite a while. And his thing was, he was like, look, you love your wife, right? And I was like, yeah, of course I do. And he was like, you trust your wife, don't you? And I was like, yeah, of course I trust her. I was like, I, you know, I wouldn't be considering this if I didn't trust her. He was like, okay, well, then why haven't you trusted her with this yet? And I was like, that is a good point. And so he was like, look, he's like, if you love her and you trust her and you want her to know you, he's like, in essence, what you're telling her is like, every time you tell her, you know, like every time you go into these discussions and you know, about marriage and whatnot and monogamy, he's like, you're really just lying to her. He's like, if you love her, it's like you, you really should tell her the truth regardless. Like it doesn't have, like, and you know, basically I didn't make it in a way like, this is what I want you to do. I just brought it up to her. Right. That this is what you think of, about this. Like, like, so what he, like what the encouragement was is just letting her know, like, I want you to know all of me. I want you to know the deepest, darkest corner of my life. This is what I think about. I, I've got to tell you, like, I've got to tell you so that way you can know who I am. Like, this is like me. I'm laying everything out in front of you. This is who I am. And so it was really a challenge from another. And he's a he's a uh, he's a hot wife husband also. Mm -hmm. So he's like, it was a challenge that he laid out. Like, this is what you should do. Like, this is if you love her and if you trust her, you need this is, you just got to do it. You got to, this is what you got to do. So let me, let me ask you something. You bring up an interesting point. So he was telling you 
to be vulnerable to her and trust that she would not judge you and accept you the same way she had made herself vulnerable to you. And you did not all those years ago when she told you that she wasn't a virgin. Right. And you did not judge her and you accepted her. Did that cross your mind at all that she did that with you? She opened herself up to you. In other words, she put herself in a position where if you were that kind of person, you could have been extremely judgmental towards her. Right. But you weren't. You accepted right. her. You loved her. So now here you are kind of having to put yourself in her shoes and be vulnerable with her. Because again, she could have been very judgmental towards you. Did that cross right. your mind at all, that parallel? I mean, not in so not in like that that depth, but it's like I kind of and I guess it was more subconscious, like I just knew I didn't really have a doubt. And I guess there's always that like tinge of fear in right. the back of your head when you're divulging and you're being vulnerable, even though it's like your logical mind knows that like sees the pattern like this person has never been judgmental to you this person has been vulnerable herself and you know the the overwhelming evidence is going to say that she's not going to judge you for this you know but still there's that tinge in the back of your mind that makes you doubt all of that and like that little fear that says no but what if she leaves or what if she thinks i'm like totally messed up or whatever you know right the what ifs <laughs> yeah yep so let me kind of back up a little bit because I'm, I'm obviously we're going to dig deeper into that but i'm just curious because she had made a comment earlier um in this conversation about what was the trajectory of your sex life from the time you started until the time you brought this up to her. And what I mean is she said she was just kind of doing the good wife thing, being a good wife, being a good mother. And yet you have these intense fantasies in your head. So I'm curious, did those fantasies ever, not that you said something to her in the bedroom, but did you ever find yourself using them as fuel? Like while you were with her, were you picturing her? with somebody else as a way to kind of get yourself more into it at all? Did that, did that ever happen to you? <laughs> um, I would say that I, did I think about it? Yeah, often. Um, but it wasn't so much in a way that like, I couldn't like appreciate, like I couldn't physically appreciate her without them. Like it never got to that point where it's like, if I didn't have this and I couldn't enjoy time with her, um, but I did think about it, you know, like, so if we were together and we were doing stuff like, yeah, I would think about it. I never, I, 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 until we really started getting into it, mm -hmm. I, I really never brought anybody else up because like, um, I, I think in that way, like, so when it came to those times, I, not that it's like, I, I'm trying to think of a good way to put it. Um, I just knew that that it probably would not have the effect that I that I would, right. <laughs> that I would want if I brought it up in that frame, uh, like just right. like sprung it on her at that point. Um, but well, yes, I'm not, I did I, think about it often. Right. I'm not necessarily saying that you would bring it up to her, 
I'm saying, did you think about it in your mind oh, while yeah. you were with her? Like oh, when yeah. you guys like were being intimate? Yeah. yeah, it would start with like, I, I would think about just, you know, certain situations that she had told me about that she was already in, or I would like sometimes like make up scenarios in my head. So, yeah. Okay, so when I ask about your trajectory, let's say you get married and you first start having sex. So let's say at that point, it's at, you know, let's pick a, a high number. We'll say an 85, because obviously you've learned that it goes above 85. But at that point, let's say you were at an 85. Right. Did it stay consistently at 85 up until you told her about this? Or did it, you know, in the course of those you know, those years from the time you got married to the time you told, before you told her, did it start to kind of, cause she had made a comment. I can't remember exactly what she said, but she had made a comment that basically says that things just got kind of, I, I don't know, I want to say repetitive, but just, I guess you both kind of settled into a routine as far as sex goes. So where would you say that 85 was at before you told her, like, what did it go I up mean, to or down to, or did it stay consistent? So we had our moments like it was for the first while it was at a consistently 85, you know, it was, it was, you know, newly married, you know, all of that. Uh, but we started having children pretty early on. Mm -hmm. So I think that had, that had a part to play also um, because then it became about kids. <laughs> you know? Right. Real it life. Became about children. And it became about family and, you know, and then we, you know, faced other struggles in our life that we had to deal with. So I think it kind of like waffled between, I don't think it ever got to zero, uh, but I think there was a couple of times where it got pretty close. Um, and then it would get up to, you know, back up to like 85, at, you know, like for a, you know a little bit and then would go back down and so i don't know if it was ever stagnant but there there was a point there after you know we were having kids that it really got to just more of a routine of like uh and i i always put it in my head like i wonder if she's like sometimes she's just doing this so that way maybe she thinks like if she doesn't have sex with me that I'm going to like run off and go find somebody else. I don't know. Right. But like, it just felt like the, the duty, like the quote unquote, like the marital like duty that you have to do. Um, but I think sometimes it was just, it was kind of like a, like just sometimes going through the motions. I could tell that's the thing. Like I could, I could tell just from being with her as long as I was like, and I pay attention to signals and, and things. So like I could tell when she was into it and when she was not. And so, cause obviously when she's into it, there was like her body would give different signals and I would know like, Oh, she's actually really into this right now. And that's the moment. Those are the times that it would go way up to like that 85 mark again. And then it would go back down to like the fifties or the, 40s or the 60s you know it's like just kind of wavering right there okay so let me turn this to to a when he was he was talking about how he was kind of using these subliminal kind of things like hey this guy is checking you out or you know kind of trying to uh, gauge your reactions to it were you aware that he was doing that that it was were you like why is he telling me that some guy is checking me out like how did those little tests he was doing how did that strike you when he was doing it so 
I'm the type of person that's just a very shy. <laughs> I was always the innocent, goody girl in school and didn't know anything. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't know much. It's actually nothing. I, I just never really knew much. And so when he's saying these things here and there, honestly, like, I didn't think really much about it. I just kind of giggled it off and didn't believe him that some guy was checking me out because of, you know, my own insecurities within myself. And so I really honestly did not put much attention towards why is he saying this? Why is he telling me this? I was more centered on myself. Like, well, that guy's not checking me out because I'm not like, I'm not that hot. I'm not that sexy. <laughs> like I just had a baby, you know, I had, I got one attached to my boob and <laughs> one in my belly, <laughs> you know, like it's just one of those things where I kind of just put it more on myself. But I remember um, a few years before he, you know, he told me about um, his desires to see me with other men. Uh, I had always enjoyed hanging out with men. Um, I think most women do, but I was just always more comfortable around men. And um, I felt like I fit in more with men than women. And so, like, I always was just curious about what did guys think of me? Like, did they think I was pretty? Did they think I was ugly? Did they thought, you know, I was smart? And so um, I kind of held on to that for many years. And never really mentioned it to Jay. And, and I remember I just couldn't anymore. I had to like get it out. And I sent him this long text message and I basically told him like, Hey, I just, I've always wanted to know, I have to tell you, but I've always wanted to know if guys think I'm pretty. And, and I, again, at the time, my mindset, I felt guilty about having that desire. Um, and so he, <laughs> he, of course, you know, going through what he was going through and that he was turned on at the fact that, you know, me being with other guys, he kind of created this, um, this, uh, it was a way back in the day, but it was called hot or not. And you would put a couple pictures up of yourself and people would swipe if you were hot or not. And without me knowing, he created a profile for me. And he put just a couple like normal looking pictures up. A few weeks later, he shared it with me. And I I was like, what in the world? <laughs> Why would you do this? <laughs> but I never, and, and thinking about this, like I never questioned more. My, my question wasn't, why did you do this? But like, what did they say? <laughs> you know, yes, I was curious. Like, why, why did you do this? But it wasn't like, why? Like, what, what's going on with you? Why would you do this? It was just more like, why in the world? And, but then I was like, <laughs> well, what did they say? <laughs> and, and, it, and at the time, me not knowing anything about hot wife or anything, like nothing, I was just like, I giggled at the fact that I thought that was a sweet thing that he did to show me that men do think I'm pretty. And I just, it was a special sweet thing that he did. It was like, I didn't think any, any more of it. And 
it wasn't really up until um, just a couple days before he told me about his desire uh, is when I started questioning things. And so basically, you know, our friend, he, um, they're texting and I, Jay and I never really, um, you know, we always trust each other. I never was one to like look at his phone. Um, you know, I never looked at emails. I just never snooped around like that because I trusted him. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I remember, um, it was the holidays in 2017 and my phone was dead or something. And I needed to look up something when I grabbed his phone and I noticed a chat with a man that I, you know, um, didn't know. And keep in mind, I, um, my husband didn't really have many guy friends. And so, I didn't read the text messages, but I was like so excited that he was like chatting with a male. <laughs> I don't know why. And I just like was like, who's this? Oh my gosh, like is this a friend? Like, let's all go out. Is he married? Like, let's let's do this. This is fun. <laughs> and and he um, you know, it was our friend from the forum that of course I didn't know about. And uh so he had to make up a little white lie and whatever. Well then like about a week later Jay's like, hey, do you want a group chat? And when he asked me that, that's when I was, that's when I started questioning, like, what, like, why, why do I need a group chat with your friend? <laughs> like, that makes sense, you know, like, I don't chat with guys. <laughs> like, and I really, and it started boggling in my head. I'm like, why would he want, why, why would he, why would my husband want me to chat with him? And so, I curiosity got the best of me, I guess. <laughs> and I um, was like, sure, we can group chat. So we scheduled a time and uh, we did a group chat for about an hour one afternoon. And let me just back up a little bit with our upbringing and, you know, our conservativeness. I really didn't speak to many men. Um, I really didn't have I never had celebrity crushes and if there was a man running down the road without a shirt on I made sure out of respect for my husband that he knew I did not look at that guy you know I didn't I didn't surround myself with men because I wanted to respect my husband and so uh, on top of that if I did chat with guys they were just Christian men who were not outward the um per- pervert right <laughs> so that being said in that hour-long text conversation it was vanilla but there was some pervertedness being thrown at me from our friend and like he used the term milk and to me that was a very perverted <laughs> term <laughs> which now is not but it was um a few years ago to me and he was being very bold and was like, oh, come summertime, it would be really cool to, uh, you know, have a selfie of you by the poolside, you know, and, and what's so funny was I just had a baby two months ago. And I when I read that, I cracked up. And I was like, did he see me? I just had a baby two months ago. Like, I am not going to be getting in a bikini and sending <laughs> this guy a picture. <laughs> and then, but then so throughout that conversation, my husband's not stopping his, uh, stopping our friends from these perverted text messages. And, and I'm just kind of going along with it, giggling, 
as I go and my face is getting all red and blushing and I'm just like, what is going on? And I start questioning more and more. And, and of course their private messaging, like, Hey, she's taken it. She's taken it, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I just remember at the end of the conversation, he asked me if it was cool if he saved my number. And when, when that text came across, I was like, what? Like literally my mind, you know, that mind blown emoji. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was because my husband wasn't like, no man, no, no. And that again, when I started questioning more, I'm like, well, why is Jay not saying anything? And, and so then he responded, I mean, you know, that's fine. And so then I was like, well, I mean, I guess if he's cool with it. So he sent me a, a text message privately and said, saved. And I sent him a thumbs up emoji. Well, like after that text, I remember pulling down my visor because I was in the car at this point. Like I was parked. <laughs> but I remember pulling down the visor and just looking at myself in the mirror and feeling so beautiful. Like, I don't know why I started feeling beautiful, but I just looked at myself. And I think it was just super amazing to just have a guy and my husband like not saying anything and just kind of hitting on me. And I was so confused, but I felt so beautiful. And um, the next two weeks, you know, uh, my husband and I had some conversations and he would bring up like without bringing up that he wanted to do this, he would bring up the lifestyle and Hey, you know, people do this. And, um, and I remember we had one good conversation and I two two things. I said, you know, well, what does God have to say about this? And, um, and then the second thing was like, no, that's cheating. I would never, I would never sleep with another guy. That's not what we're allowed to do. Like, that's not okay. And I was just so confused. And of course I didn't know that my husband was into it. I thought we were just having conversations call me naive or ignorant. I don't know, but I just didn't put two and two together yet. But I will say a natural response within my body was it was fucking sexy and hot. The thought of me sleeping with other men, but there was absolutely no way I could mention that to my husband in that moment, especially not knowing if that's what he wanted to do or not. (laughs) I felt ashamed again. I felt guilty. I felt shame for feeling that. And so, um, we get, you know, it, it's the new year now. And uh, our friend texts me happy new year and I screenshot it and I sent it to my husband and he's like, Oh, he's back in town. We've been chatting. So we chat all day, vanilla stuff. And then at the end of the day, Jay and I read through all the text messages. And I remember that when, that's when he mentioned to me, okay, listen, I got to tell you, I have to tell you, this is, what I desired, and and then he he unloaded it all on me. Oh wow! And, <laughs> and it was, we stayed up till like I think three in the morning or something, just talking about it. I was completely turned on, but there was no way I was telling my husband that, even though he just voiced all of that to me. There was no way I could because I I was maybe stubborn or I just was confused. I don't know. I I wasn't. I will say I did not think anything differently of him. I was very proud of him for admitting that finally after thir- um, after thir- basically what thirteen years. Um, and I was just like I said, very proud of him 
and honored that he would finally feel comfortable enough to voice all that out. I didn't think it's weird. You know, I didn't quite understand what any of it was. <laughs> I didn't know anything. I didn't know what swingers were. I didn't know what, um, I didn't know people did this on purpose. You mm-hmm. know, I only thought people cheated on each other, you know? So let me ask you a question so that- before you go any further. Cause you just said something that I kind of wanted to touch on. Right. Even after he poured all of this out and dumped all of this on you, you said that you didn't want to tell him, you didn't want to let him know that it turned you on. I'm just kind of curious. Why didn't you? After he exposed himself and, and told you everything, why were you still kind of holding back about letting him know that this excited you? Did you feel like he was testing you or something? No, I didn't feel like he was testing me. I think I just quite frankly didn't understand. And to be honest, like, you know, no, like you obviously know, like we believe in God and, and God's very important to us. And I think in my mindset, it was more like, well, because I didn't understand anything, I also didn't understand how God would be okay with this. And so even though he expressed all this, it still didn't set right because of my ignorance on how God could be okay with this. And so there was still that shame within myself for, um, for feeling that way. But let me tell you, it didn't last long at all. Okay. That was going to be my day, next question is how long did it take you to tell him that it turned you on? Not long. The next day, our friend texted me in the morning and about half midway through the morning. Okay. And at this point, I still don't know where our friend came from. Um, you know, and I, uh, for some reason, just trusted him. I don't know. It was weird, but I asked him, and you don't usually ask vanilla people this, <laughs> but I just like flat out asked him. I was like, hey, and I texted him. I was like, do you know what a hot wife is? And <laughs> he goes, are you one? And oh, and I cracked up and I was like, um, no. <laughs> and but then after that, I literally unloaded everything to this man that I had no idea who he was. You had never seen <laughs> him up to, up to this point? Huh? You had, you had never seen him up to this point? Only a picture. Only a picture. Okay, but you had um, never met him personally? No, never okay. in person yet. Just texted two times <laughs> before. And, uh, and I just felt so comfortable and safe with him. And so I unloaded everything to this complete stranger about what my husband and I just chatted about the night before. And, and I remember like we, we literally texted all day about it. And so, uh, I remember I said, when my, when my husband and I read these text messages, I'm going to hide in the closet because I'm way too ashamed to admit this. (laughs) <laughs> and so then he kind of like comforted me a little bit, like all day, you know, our friends. Um, and so then when it was, when it came time, you know, for my husband and I to have our alone time, uh, we read through it all and he can share his, you know, his experience and his feelings towards this. But for me, I basically said, okay, like, like this is, this is what I chatted about. Um, I trust you and I let it all out to you and I'm willing to do it. Let's do it. 
<laughs> and so like basically a day after he told me, I was like, I'm on board. Let's do this. <laughs> what do we do? And then by like the end of the week, I'm already like my, again, that, that mind blown emoji. That was me times a thousand with all of the shit I learned the next four days <laughs> about like everything and anything. And I like dove deep, <laughs> like dove really deep into it um, really quickly. And so, but he can share like how he felt that night when I told him like, Hey, I'll do it. I'll be a hot wife. <laughs> so what I'm curious about before I, before I get to that, uh, with him, I'd asked you that before about that number, that 85. So I'm just kind of curious when, when the, the sexting, not the sexting, but when you were texting this man and you said he was saying, you know, perverted things and, and, and Jay, you can chime in on this as well. Did you notice things starting to go like starting to trend upward as far as the, the heat that you guys were having for each other? Cause for Jay, you've had this fantasy and even though she hasn't done anything yet, she's openly texting with another man and it's not pure innocent text. Like there are some sexually suggestive things going on. How did that impact? impact like the heat the, like the, the sexual heat and chemistry between you two me or him uh he, he can chime in i'd like to hear okay. from both of you so like i mean for jay you can go for like let me hear jay go first how did it impact okay. you guys um i would say when we really started talking about it in like uh, so from that point, I would say that I, there was definite boost. I, I don't know that it was like really super high, but there was a definite boost to that uh, that status quo level at that point. And how about from your perspective, A? Um, yes, because, okay, so, you know, I did mention about having children and um all through this process, I had my last child and I was only about three months postpartum at this point when he shared this with me. So what's kind of funny is in 2017, uh, I had my last baby. I turned 30 and then short, then like a month into 2018, my husband unloads all this stuff about hot wiping. And so it was just a crazy, like four months for me. Um, that like, I'm so happy I went through, but our, basically I say that because like our sex life was basically up and down the good portion of our beginning of our marriage because of having children. Right. And for, unfortunately, um, you know, my sex drive plummeted like a lot, um, because of just all the hormones, you know, some women, they have babies and their sex drive, like skyrockets. I was very unfortunate not to have that. And, um, and so like knowing I was having my last child and then like, he's expecting me to, uh, you know, be this hot life. And it was like a whole new chapter in our life entered, you know, we entered a whole new chapter in our life. And so like that first few weeks, like it was crazy, our sex life. And, um, and I do like for me, yeah, it did, it did, uh, get, um, very exciting because then, you know, for both of us, he was able to finally express, um, himself and he was able to like 
bring up scenarios and uh, during sex. And that just made me super hot <laughs> all the time. And uh, it was just, and then like, plus all the newness of being new in this whole new world, like just I, like it, like my hormones were like out the window. Like it was, I was crazy horny all the time. And I still am, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like all those years of not, you know, having sex pretty much and, you know, and just normal sex and all of that. It's like, it's like, bam, it's, I'm making up for all that. <laughs> so. Okay. So there's been all this talk, all this buildup, you know, he's been carrying it around for all these years and told you, and you've been texting with this guy and he tells you, and the next day you tell him how much it turned you on and okay, now you're ready to move forward. So the first night that it finally happened, like there's all the buildup and then you get to that moment where, okay, this is no longer a drill. This is actually happening. You have that experience. Do you remember, like, were you, okay, were you both okay with it right away? Was there any doubt in the moments leading up to it? Like, okay, this is going to happen. Do we, because, you know, once you cross that bridge, you yeah. really can't go back and undo it. So what yeah. were kind of the feelings like immediately leading up to it and then immediately afterwards? And uh, hey, you, why don't you go first? Well, the first experience that I was with a guy um, since we agreed to do this lifestyle together, it wasn't sex. It was just a BJ mm -hmm. in my drive in the middle of the day. <laughs> and um, that was kind of like a spur of the moment thing. It was super fun and exciting and everything. But um, and that was the next month. So, you know, basically it was January and then that happened February. But as far as like sex goes and like actually fucking another guy, um, that wasn't until the beginning of May when we finally had our first experience. I was nervous as hell and I didn't really want Jay to um, be there for the first time. And, um, but like, it honestly, like the only reason why it felt good that night was because of the excitement of it actually of me actually sleeping with another guy that wasn't my husband mm -hmm. <laughs> um but you know we didn't you know we didn't see him again or whatever but like uh I yeah it was like immediately I was hooked I mean I was literally hooked when I agreed to it the second day <laughs> like it didn't even like I didn't even need to sleep with anybody to know that I was in this you know, I, I'm like, this is going to be our life and, and everything, but. Wow. So you, re you realized that even before you did anything, that this was the path that you were on. Oh yeah, for sure. It was exciting. Like I said, a whole new chapter in our lives opened and I'm like, I'm not turning back. Like I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm like, like I said, I dove deep into it. Oh, you yeah, know, I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to touch on that too. Don't, don't <laughs> trust me. I'm going to touch <laughs> on that. Um, so Jay, let me ask you, she said the first time she wanted to kind of be uh, alone. Um, so that leaves you alone with your thoughts. So this is something that you've been carrying around for a long time. And now it's, it's happening. It's going on. Like you don't have to, you know, it's, it's the planning is done. She's doing it and you're not there and you're just kind of in your head. Any regrets, <laughs> like even the slightest, any regrets at all? Or were you just as into it as she was? 
Um, no, I was into it. I was, I was, I was, uh, I mean, obviously there's nerves. Like I was so like, couldn't sit still. Like I'm like, you know, the house is clean, but I'm still cleaning it, mm-hmm. you know, like Just whatever. <laughs> a lot of energy. my mind. And, <laughs> Like, like whatever, doing whatever I can do. And like, I'm just waiting. Like I knew where she is. I know what's going on. And I'm waiting for her to like text me and say what happened and how like, but I would, there wasn't a doubt. Like if there wasn't a moment where I'm like, no, we shouldn't do this. It was like, I like in my head, I was just like, yeah, like this is what we're doing. This is what we do. So I I never really had a doubt about it, um, but it was more like just the the nerves of her actually going through with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. so when she that first time when she returns home to you, and you're looking at your wife, and she had just been with another man. This is the the, the, the girl of your dreams, the girl who when you first saw her, you said I'm going to marry her, and you did. And, you know, the two of you started a family and, and here she is coming in the house and she had just been with another man. This fantasy that you've had for all these years finally happened. Did you talk about it first or did you immediately jump on her? <laughs> uh, you know, I think I gave, I, I think we, we, we had a, like a bit, like we didn't really get like, right to it like i definitely hugged her like when she came home i gave her a hug and we kissed and i think we did kind of talk about it a little bit but again like she even said she is like even though okay she does what she does and uh she can be outspoken but in like in a lot of ways she is a very shy person so she didn't really talk like like she was like keeping a lot of stuff in. She didn't really talk about it right away. Um, but we did. I mean, we did have you know we did have sex that night, and it was really super hot. Like it was so different. Like the change of like somebody else had just been in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, like it was so different. Um, the whole experience, but like I, I definitely, you know, gave her a big hug and, and held her when she came home and, and we had a moment before anything happened. Like it didn't like immediately jump on her and try and have sex with her right then. But, um, we did have a, we did have a nice moment and, you know, a little bit of talking and then, yeah, we, I mean, we definitely did and it was definitely hot, but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much how that goes. That went. Okay. And for you, a, Coming home, were there ever any, in any even lingering feelings of what if, like, what if he's not into this as much as he thought he was going to be? Or were you just 100% confident that everything was going to work out? Yeah, I never, never doubted him at all. And this is what he wanted. And I think that's just because our relationship um, has always been with a great foundation. We've always just been very um, strong towards each other and trusting of each other and just the way that we handle um, ups and downs together. Mm-hmm. I never really 
by the time I actually did sleep with another guy, it had already been like five months since we started. So there was a lot of talks and a lot of time and a lot of um, diving in and all of that from the time that I said yes to the time that I actually had another guy in me. And, um, and so I didn't have any lingering thoughts like, oh man, you know, I wonder if he's not going to want this. Like I was a hundred percent confident. And I think it was just because of the buildup and the trust that we have towards and with each other that really made that confidence there. And, and, and it's just so amazing. Like, um, being able to just freely do this. And I think that's where the confidence came from too, that he wasn't going to get mad at this because like, you know, he knew where I was. I kept in contact with him. Um, like it wasn't, there was no secrets and there never have been and there never will be. Um, and so like, that's just, it was literally just a fun, fun hobby that we did. And, and, um, I think that's where the confidence comes from, you know, is because of the foundation of our, of our marriage right. has always been strong, you know? And so, uh, but no, I never, ever thought and still don't never have any doubts that, you know, he, he's not going to want to do this anymore or anything. You know, it's, it's literally part of our life. It's like, it's our life. <laughs> it's been three years and this is our life. <laughs> okay. And I love it. So a, a while ago you brought up, um, how committed you were to doing this for even before you had your first experience. And so I kind of want to fast forward a little bit. So in three years you've gone, and I'm just going to let my listeners know just how much into this you are in three years, you've gone from your first experience. And as I said, in the beginning, I, I met you guys on Twitter and just to kind of bring people up to speed, uh, you're on Twitter. Uh, you are, a practicing hot wife. Uh, you have an OnlyFans page. Um, so you have videos of yourself with different men. Um, you do not hide your face. So you are committed to this. And one of the things that I asked you recently when we chatted, I noticed a tattoo on your ankle. You had a queen of spades tattoo on your ankle. And I asked you if it was real. And you told me that it was. So you've gone from doing nothing to fast forward three years later. And, you know, you're, you're a porn star. Like you're, you, you, you're, you're out there, you're doing it, you're enjoying it. You're living your best life. You have your, your best friend, your soulmate, husband, father of your children by your side on this incredible journey with you. And one of the things that I'm always curious about and that I love about this lifestyle is the effect that this lifestyle has on the confidence that women have in themselves. And I'm just kind of curious if you could share with my listeners where your confidence is now. Yes. It's so wild how much opening up your marriage does for you. (laughs) Like I, it still blows my mind. Again, I keep mentioning that emoji. That's me literally every fucking day of my <laughs> life. <the last laughs> it's like, what? Who is this woman? Like, who am I? But what is the most amazing thing is, is it's me. 
this is me and this has always been me. And we have always joked in the very beginning that I've been unleashed. It's like I was a genie literally in a bottle trapped like most and many women are. You feel so suppressed. You can't wear that. You can't act like that. You know, you can't mm-hmm. think those thoughts. And I am, I was that woman. I was and always have been a true slut. I've always been a lover of men, a pleaser of men. I've always been uh, romantic. Just I've, I've wanted the, to attract males. I've always have been. But the upbringing that I've had caused me to um, view that as guilt and shame. And, um, and it suppressed me. And I'm not the only woman that that's happened to. Oh, no, not and at all. So- it's, it's wild because I always tell people like it is so amazing what being unleashed does for a woman. And, and it took my husband having this kink that he got from whatever he got it from <laughs> to unleash me to be who I truly am. And I will not lie. It was and still is. A, a, you know, more struggle in the beginning to accept that, to accept that I can dress that way. I can talk that way. I can act how I want to act as a woman. I'm allowed to be who I want to be and who I am and be it boldly. And so in the beginning, yeah, it, it was, I was that shy little girl who, you know, dressed modestly, you know, didn't look at men, kind of held it in and respected my husband and still do respect my husband. But like for me, it was, it took that, it took my husband's kink and his trust in me. Because like I said, when he, when he mentioned it, a whole new woman, and, and, and I'm not saying a whole new woman in the aspect that this isn't me, like Mm -hmm. this has always been he was unleashed and like literally my husband had to put his seatbelt on (laughs) (laughs) like literally I take him on a freaking wild ass ride and still do and yes it is it has boosted my confidence and and I think it's beautiful and I think you know it's it's literally I'm a free woman you know I am so excited to be able to have this and I won't lie I I have always thought I was a beautiful woman and everything but when you go through life and you and you're just kind of suppressed with how you think a woman should act and you have to kind of please those other people you you don't that confidence kind of like dwindles more and more down and um, like I said, but that's what it took. It took my husband's kink and him opening up. And I, and I, let me tell you this to all you listeners, whether no matter where you are at in this lifestyle, like husbands, you guys are the real rock stars <laughs> because it takes so much to literally open up your woman <laughs> to other men because a lot of the times, and I know I'm not the only one, but a lot of the times these women who have a great foundational, um, you know, marriage and where they open up their marriage, like 
a lot of the times, a lot of women dive deep quick. And that takes a very strong ass man to handle that. Like I said, you know, put your seatbelt on, buckle in because you're in for a wild ride. And, and it's just, you know, for me, yes, it has been a very big confidence boost, but I would say not so much. I mean, yes, my confidence, I won't lie. My confidence has been extremely high um, since starting the lifestyle um, compared to prior. But I will say, like I said, I was always, always viewed myself as a pretty woman and everything. But um, just having that trust from my husband, you know, that's where that confidence comes from, to be honest. Okay. Well, thank, thank, <laughs> thank you very much for sharing that. Well, one thing that I, I kind of saved this uh, for the end, and it's probably the most important part of this conversation because I know it's something that a lot of people struggle with. And I, w- I would like you both to kind of touch on this. You both spoke about the your upbringing and how conservative and based in religion um, it was. And I'm sure that that was a struggle for both of you to kind of say, how do we do this and feel like we're doing right by God? And I'm just kind of curious, what is it that led to you being comfortable navigating both lanes? Like, what is it that helped? you know, I, I guess I can't find the word, but what is it that made it all come together for you to realize that, Hey, we can still be very devout in our religion and we can still enjoy this. Right. I mean, that's a, uh, that's an in-depth conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. It is. That's an in-depth conversation, but I guess to me, what, um, what it comes down to is uh, context, um, and there's a lot that um, people miss as far as like religion and like as even as far as like the Bible is concerned. Like context, like con- reading things contextually, reading things that uh, like translation wise, and there's like more understanding there than what is you know you could say traditionally taught and it's not even traditional what people are led to believe or what people believe because that's what they're told uh so dogmatically believing something as a fo- as opposed to like really being diligent to study and diligent to learn but i think the, to me if i had to boil it down to one thing the word would be context learning context of like scriptures and context of writings and context of uh, time periods and all of these sorts of things, learning context was probably what, what, what did it. Okay. Now, like you said, it's, it's definitely an in-depth conversation and it's actually a, a special episode that I'm working on that addresses that specifically. And I know that, you know, that I want to have you guys back for that. Um, because I know that it's something that a lot of people struggle with, you know, even to this day, you know, it's something that, you know, causes a lot of couples problems and trying to figure out, can we have both or do we have to choose one? And I think that you guys are a shining example of, yes, you can have both. 
you know, it is possible. Like you said, context is, is very important. And I know that there are a lot of couples out there, you know, uh, who can learn from you guys. And that's why I was excited to talk to you and excited to have you both on um, as guests. And I'm sure you're going to get a lot of new fans <laughs> from this, from people who are into your story. And I've, I've taken a look at your OnlyFans. And I will say this for anyone that looks at it. Yes, the videos are hot, the pictures are hot. But I think that the thing is going to, that's going to jump out to you the most is uh, a smile. You know, she has a smile that that lights up a room and it's one of those smiles where you're like, man, her jaw's got to hurt <laughs> you, because it's, it's, it's such a, a, a radiant smile, you know, um, and she just looks like a woman who's happy. You know what I'm saying? She just looks like a woman who's happy. And, you know, I can imagine what that's like for you to kind of bask in that smile every day. You know, like I'm sure you there are times where you got to pinch yourself like, wow, this is my life, you know, literally, yes. <laughs> that's what I was, you know, the, just a real quick side note. Like, yeah, that's it's crazy going from what I had suppressed and to now literally my husband's porn star and we're having a blast doing it. Um committed you know it's, it's a big part of our life and it just literally pinched me every single day <laughs> like this is my life and it's wild and I love it and I um and I do appreciate your comment about my smile I um <laughs> that. thank you very much <laughs> well, you, you, you can't miss it I mean it's it's right <laughs> out there you can't you cannot you, you cannot miss it and like I said it, it kind of jumps out at you so before I let you guys get out of here um like I said I have a lot of people who listen to this and a lot of the couples that listen are you know they're still in those beginning stages and they're still trying to figure out is this lifestyle for them can they make it work you know can they juggle real life with this fantasy and being that you're actually walking that path I just would like to give you both an opportunity of what would you say to those couples out there that are trying to find their way and maybe they're, they're spinning their wheels in the mud and they can't get out of that rut and they're trying to decide if they should make that jump. What would you say to those people out there? I always um, hope to inspire and encourage couples who are wanting to start out with the um, information of this. Don't start this for the wrong reasons. Um, I always recommend having a good, strong foundational relationship before you get into this because yes it's amazing but there are it's a wild ride there are a lot of ups and downs and if you're not strong with your partner to begin with then it will not end pretty in other words and mm -hmm. so I always would love to encourage um, other couples to um, just make sure your marriage or relationship is um, strong and open already. And the other thing is, is don't keep things from each other. Secrets are not what this is about. You don't, I don't ever, my husband knows everything. He knows my thoughts. He knows everything. And I don't keep secrets from him and he doesn't keep secrets from me because that is when it becomes, um, you know, a, a, um, cheating and, that's not, like I said, what this is about. So those, those are the two things that I always try to 
recommend and inspire in couples is just make sure when you're starting out, if you want to do this, to just um, have that good, strong foundation and always be open to each other. Wonderful advice. Wonderful advice. What about you, Jay? What would you like to say? Uh, I mean, definitely the, the strength of your relationship, but trust uh, is huge. I mean, trust is what this is all about. Uh, trusting yourself, trusting your, your, uh, your spouse or your partner. Um, because if you, you've got, I mean, obviously the first step is you got to be able to trust them enough to be vulnerable, to tell them what is on the inside of you. Um, and if that person doesn't accept the person that you are on the inside, I mean, uh, it, 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 you know, opening up your relationship in that way is not going to be a, a great thing. But I would say this, a practical piece of advice, if there are any uh, husbands or are there any guys out there that are thinking about getting into this, maybe your your significant other doesn't know about it yet, like myself, the situation I was in. A practical piece of advice is to go ahead and like rub one out like a lot. Just go ahead, like think about it and just like go ahead and like rub it out like four times in one day. And if you think about it and you are still excited about the prospect or you still feel good about it, because a lot of times it's just like uh, maybe built up sexual frustration. And so like you rub one out and then the thought goes away and you're like, oh, I would never want that. Right. That's a good indicator. Don't <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> so it's just because I'm telling you. And I, I just from personal experience, at least from my experience, she like dove right in. Like, so if I, if there had been any lingering doubt, like maybe I don't want to do it. I mean, I would have been confronted with it right away. Right. The horse is already oh, out of the barn. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, you know, joke, the genie's out of the bottle, the whole line, right? Everything. But so if you would like, just do it. Like, and if you can do that for like months, you can do that for months and you're still excited about the prospect of it, I would say, yeah, okay, that's a pretty good sign that, you know, you, you're going to, you know, you can be okay with it. But, you know, practical piece of advice, go ahead and like rub it out a few times. And if you're still okay with it after a few months, you'd probably be all right. <laughs> <laughs> now, as I said before, I, I encountered your wife on Twitter. So would you mind sharing with my listeners what your Twitter handle is so that they can find you? So, um, a, so the wife, mine is, um, at FL slut wife and my husband, one too, he shares every once in a while, but his is at FL hubby. So F L H U B B Y. Okay. And so anybody who's curious to, to kind of take a closer look, (laughs) at this lovely woman. And like I said, you, you definitely won't be disappointed. She's uh, she's breathtaking. Um, so I want to thank you guys for agreeing to come on my podcast and, 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 and share your journey with my listeners. Um, I know that it's going to touch someone out there. I mean, like I always say, every time I do an episode, all I'm looking for is it for the story to resonate with one person, one person, one couple who draws inspiration from it. And anything that happens beyond that is just gravy to me. So I want right. to thank you guys for, for number one, being entertaining <laughs> and, and, and just being fearless and not just in sharing your story, but 
one look at your Twitter feed, people can see that you're fearless in your approach to this lifestyle. Like you've thrown caution to the wind, you know, (laughs) and whether people agree with it or not, you have to respect that. Like you have to respect someone being so committed to something that they say, you know what, this is who I am. This is who we are. This is what we're going to do. And we're not going to look back. And it, it doesn't seem, I don't get the impression at all that you guys are looking back. You're full steam ahead. Yep. <laughs> Always. <laughs> so, so uh, before I go, I just want to make sure I give a shout out to my Patreon supporters. Uh, you guys know you are the lifeblood of what I do. It is your support that allows me to continue doing this. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you uh, to those of you who are not yet Patreon supporters. Like I always say, maybe this will be the episode that convinces you to become one. Um, if not, thank you for listening. Hopefully you'll continue being a listener and, and maybe that'll happen sometime in the future. So on behalf of the Keys and Anklets podcast, I'm your host, Michael C. I want to thank my guests, A and S. I'm sorry, <laughs> A and J. And um, I'll see you when I see you. Peace.